It's time for Inside Sports Medicine on Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310 The Ticket with your host, Dr. Tio Soriao, orthopedic surgeon and medical director of Texas Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Group. Get your sports medicine questions ready and call 888-787-1310. Dr. Tio Soriel. And uh, that was very insightful. Good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to Inside Sports Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. T.O. Soriel, live in the studio. Yes, I mean live in the studio. This is episode 852. If you're wondering why I did that, and it kind of makes no sense, because every once in a while, we'll do a best of, and the best of starts exactly the same way. So, uh, the hint here is that I gave you the episode number. If you're a regular and you've not heard me say 852 before, then you know it's live. It's brand new. And this is live brand new on the middle of July in the middle of the heat wave. This is your sports medicine current events show where the topics are ripped right off of the sports desk. Over the next two hours, you're going to be... Uh-oh. Over the next one hour, you're going to be informed, entertained, and hopefully learn something new. You will have the opportunity to call in at the bottom of the hour uh, or just listen. Listen, take notes. I don't know if our Facebook feed is working this morning, so I'm going to have to get back to you on that. The gang is here today. Brad Ballard is on the phone from Houston. Scott Blumenthal is live with me in the studio and... Kareem Mayer is live from New Orleans. Try it now. Good morning. All right, now you're on. In case you care, I am rocking some new jet fuel coffee this morning. Do you care? No, I don't care. Hey, Kareem, good morning. How are you? Hey, morning, fellas. Are you awake yet? Are you awake yet? Yeah, I'm awake. I don't. Y'all got an echo like crazy, but I'm awake. And yeah, by the way, I do have an echo like crazy. I hear it too. In my ear. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah, figure that we'll, out. Uh, Brad, are you there? I'm here. Can you guys hear me? We can. You have no echo. Well, so uh, we have a lot to get to today, but just for those of you who have not been listening lately it's been a year since dr mayer has been on the phone with us and the reason is he got called up to the big leagues he got called up to be the head team physician of the new orleans saints congratulations bud (laughs) thanks what what we want to know and i'm sure a lot of people want to know too and and yes mind you there's some stuff that you just can't talk about but what what is it Training camp's about to start, and what does yeah. what does that look like for you? Do you actually physically go live in a dorm with the guys, or how does that work? Well, you know, for us, we're training camps here, you know, in in New Orleans. I think well, you guys know the Cowboys tend to head out uh, to Oxnard, and 
you know, those guys travel. You know, I've I've talked to those guys. In fact, <laughs> remember a year ago when I came here, there was a, a little a little weather mishap called Hurricane Ida, which yeah. displaced yeah. us for a, for 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 a month, and we almost uh, actually went there. That was a consideration to where we had to you know evacuate. And you know, some teams do leave and go to other places, and their their docks. You know, you kind of have to go. They travel, so. I was actually in communication with some of the docs out there about potentially getting, you know, a, a medical license for, you know, 30 days type thing. And, but no, we are unfortunate. It, it's here. Training camp's here five minutes away from my house. So it's not a, it's not a huge burden. Um, so no, we're here and hopefully we don't no hurricanes come through this time. So I have a question about New Orleans. Doesn't that happen periodically? Like the hurricane thing and you got to get up and go somewhere else. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, it's it's always a, a looming thing, I guess, around hurricane season. But you know, every look, every city's got its 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 ups, its, its downs, its positives, its negatives. I hear it's you know 105 degrees every day in Dallas. We got two friends of ours from Dallas currently staying with us, telling us how they can't even go outside. And, and so I guess, yeah, trade offs. But it's a dry <laughs> heat. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> so so. So, do you have a regular, have practice, a regular during practice during, training, during camp? training camp? Yeah, I do. Um, I do. I just I have to kind of be efficient on how I, I uh, my time. So right now, um, you know, we have a new coach. Obviously, you know, Sean Payton is uh, he, he stepped aside and wish him all the best and kind of his endeavors right now that you know he'll be going into. And I know I, there's nothing but rumors all the time. I hear maybe one day he'll be in Dallas. Maybe one day he'll be in Miami. I, you know, who knows? But so what Dennis Allen kind of changed the schedule a little bit. So yeah, I'll um, I'll try to do a little bit of a mix of of clinic, get over to practice, see the guys, get back over to clinic, um, and then you know I have a I have a partner that'll help me you know on one of the days, you know obviously because I got surgery days going on and it, you know at some point you just can't be there every day. So it's uh, yeah you just got to kind of balance and uh, and get get really. Uh, organize on the schedule, communicate with your whole team, communicate with everybody, uh, just kind of be um, just, you know, <laughs> communication. That's all I can say because things change and everybody's got to know. So when um, when I did my time with, with the Mavericks in the NBA, it was myself, an internist, and the head trainer. Um, that was the extent of our medical team when we started. How big is your medical team? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so you know, it, I got a little taste of the NBA. Um, I had to cover the, uh, the the playoff games. Oh wow! Um, so I got I got I got called to do that. So uh, you know, unfortunately, my partner, you know, had to step aside. He got COVID, like <laughs> at the playoffs. So I felt terrible for him because you know he covers every Pelicans game, and then at the end he you know gets COVID. So I cover the two playoff games. So I got I got a flavor of of NBA coverage in the playoffs. Uh, for a couple games and you know the the differences between that and the and the NFL and yeah our, our medical it's not that I think the NBA medical team like your 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 surrounding medical team is different because I'm sure in the NBA you, you still need everything right you still may need a, a spine consultant maybe I mean that's probably not as, as as used as often you may need a hand consultant and then you'll have other stuff you're a dermatologist your ophthalmologist you may call your your infectious disease physician so I think it, the medicine's still the same. It's just the breadth of the amount of players I have is just 
so much bigger, and you, yeah, you do have a, a bigger team. So I guess, I guess to to break down the question is yeah. So it's me, but then I have um, an internal medicine physician brought in another internal, another primary care sports medicine physician, someone very similar to Dr. Ballard, like what we have. Um, I have a secondary orthopedist and a third orthopedist assistant that help me in case something happens or for, you know, physicals or for, you know, when you're doing physicals on 90-something players, you know, you need it, – it, I can't just do it all by myself. <clears throat> what about spine? Uh, just, uh, so we do have – we do have a a group – I don't want to say a group, but um, one or two spine physicians that we do use um, for – you know, consulting things. I think that's another piece I would love to kind of permanently add because it's so common. So we've now brought on a foot and ankle consultant internally that is um, more uh, more affiliated. I don't say with, yeah, basically affiliated with us, but just closer, a closer relationship. Because so I just got back from an NFL meeting, and you know, you, when you look at, at data and you look at injuries, you know, what is it? What keeps players off the field and almost 20, 30% of the injuries are foot and ankle. So, you know, it's primarily strains. It's primarily ACLs. Then it goes lower extremity, like, like ankle injuries and then shoulder injuries. So those are kind of the big four. And so that's really important to have. And then, you know, spine is just something that, you know, you, that's, well, look, the reason we have Dr. Blumenthal on the show, like, you know, guys like me and Soria, we, you know, we know what we know in our wheelhouse, but it's such a team, such a team sport that you, you need those other fields involved. And so, yeah, I mean, I kind of quarterback a team, I guess it may, that's probably the best analogy to use of all the different components and pieces. And then I'm on the phone a lot, you know, because a player will come and, and sorry, I'll know this, their agent may want them to see somebody. There's a pre-existing relationship or I went to this college and I liked my team doc or my, my agent wants me to fly to see them. So you're on the phone kind of, just trying to make sure that you're you're uh, you're you're staying in the loop and, and doing the best for the player and, and making sure you know you help coordinate everything. So, so I want you to I want you to think about the answer. I want you to think about the answer to this question during the break. When when I was taking care of 15 players, it occupied 25 percent of my time. What is the percentage in your time when you have to take care of 90 players? Tell me when you get back, when we get back from this break. This is Inside Sports Medicine. T.O. Surreal, Brad Ballard, Scott Blumenthal, Kareem Mayer coming back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Inside Sports Medicine. T.O. Surya live in the studio. <clears throat> ACDC. Can't go wrong in the morning. Just can't. That, that'll, that'll wake you up on this uh, actually pleasant Saturday morning in North Texas. And by the way, it's Phil's Coffee. You is that is that open now here in Dallas? No, it's mail order. Mail order. Yeah. But mail you didn't care. Coffee. You said that you didn't care, and that, I was... I'm not going to let it bother me, but it bothered me for the last 15 minutes, so I had to get get back to it. Well, I'm going to say something that's going to bother you even more. No, 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 don't go there. I'm very sensitive today. I know, I know. I, I really can't tell the difference in coffee flavors. <laughs> you mean 
Like Co- you can't tell the difference between Kona coffee and, and Brazilian mon- coffee. And monkey poop coffee. I just can't tell the difference. Well, that's because you put cream and sugar in it. Well, You okay. have to drink it en natural. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a complete waste of money on me to spend. How much is a pan of coffee? I have no idea. How much is a pan of coffee? It can be anywhere between 10 and 50 bucks. So if I get Folgers. You could tell the between Folgers and Kona coffee. All right. Uh, welcome back to Inside Sports Medicine. That was the little coffee break. Uh, is Kareem still on? Yeah, Kareem's still on. Yeah. I want him to answer that question because I'm really curious. And is this a circumstance where you use your second and third and fourth string orthopedists under you to take care of second, third, and fourth string players? I, I don't know. Yeah, how do you divvy it up? So, I mean, obviously you got to trust your team that if they had to see, you know, whoever. I mean, I treat every player the same. So I don't – it's not that, you know, if I didn't trust my second team guy, and I don't even want to call him my second team guy, you know, he's, he's my partner. I have to implicitly trust, and we have a great relationship, that if he needs to see whoever he needs to see, that i got to trust that he's going to do the right thing. Flag. If not, then Flag. That, sh- that shouldn't be my partner. Flag. The flag has been thrown. I'm sorry. You mean to tell me that you wouldn't see Tom Brady? No. So here's what. No. Here's what happens. Because you're, you're you're asking the question in a different way here. If I'm not physically there, right? I can't. If I'm in in surgery and I have my surgery day, the Saints still any NFL team is still playing any or practicing or whatever. Something may come up. I can't leave a surgery if so, if there's a an issue that needs to be tended at that moment. Would I be involved later? Yes, absolutely. I'd be involved later, and and I kind of know everything that's going on, essentially with all the players. But you can't be everywhere at all times, a hundred percent of the time. How many of the and players so, have your cell phone number? Uh, I'd say quite a few, just with as things come up. So, I mean, even look, it was like patients again. It's no different. I mean, when I was in, you know, so many patients in Dallas had my cell phone number. To this day, I mean, yesterday, I had a patient from Dallas call me, a former patient of mine who's coming in for surgery in August. So, I, they, I mean, so many people have my cell phone number. I don't, I don't treat the player any different than I treat the, the, the kid, the mom, the dad that shows up to my clinic. It, it's the same. It's just some are more, uh, I don't want to say, some, some may need more attention or TLC because of the, the certain situation. I get that. So. So does your whole team travel? So when you when you guys are on the road, does the whole medical team go? Um, no, 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 no. So the NFL has the NFL. You know they're so organized. They have so how they structure it. There's always two orthopedists that they that you you travel with. So that team is always two. There's always in it. I think one internal medicine physician or primary care physician that travels. That's pretty mandated when you travel, and then the rest you have. You're one or two head athletic trainers. You have a multitude of assistant athletic trainers um, that travel. Um, teams may travel with certain specific, um, maybe consultants. They may travel with a spine person consultant. They, if they want to take another one, they may travel with a foot and ankle physician. And is, is, it, is this mandated by is this mandated by the league, or do you, do you yeah. guys decide? Oh yeah, no. Well, I think each team has some leeway to decide, but I think there are some minimums i think the league has mandated like who's on a sideline 
When you look at an NFL sideline, I'll just give you that example. It's organized chaos. <laughs> there is literally real estate on that entire sideline where where people are um, asked to stand. Okay, so with so let's just use let's start using the concussion stuff. So the NFL is is very very in tune organized, well-researched on all the concussion stuff. So they have a multitude of people, the spotters, the independent neuroconsultants, the unaffiliated neuroconsultants that are there, all, all of them in their different hats. So when you see the red hat, when you see all the colors, they're all told to stand in certain areas, and they need to stay there so everybody knows where they're at. I know where my EMT team is. I know where where the cart needs to be, where the ambulance is, and it that's – the ambulance may change stadium to stadium a little bit, but like that stuff on the sideline is pretty consistent of where it's always going to be. Wow. It's, it's almost league, it's league mandated. Wow. So the only people that can move, that can travel, essentially are me, the head athletic trainer, and the athletic trainers, like the Saint staff, but me, and I guess my partner too, we can travel. So we can move up and down that sideline, but everybody else <laughs> needs to stay in their positions and not move. <laughs> Or go into that box, or or come into the you know that yellow line that you see, kind of that the the, the I don't know, I guess they call it the bench or the box area yeah. for the players. It, it's amazing. It, it really All right, let me ask you a spine question because um, um, we've got three close friends, two of which are ex spine docs from the NFL. One currently uh, still covers the team, and they used to sometimes travel with the team, sometimes not, but. They told me that the NFL requires the home team spine doc to physically be on the sideline in case of a uh, neck injury, for example. So we so we don't specifically have a home team spine doc with me, but I do have a neurosurgeon spine physician on our sideline who is our independent neuroconsultant. So Does he cover we, we both teams? That. Does he cover both teams? So tip so. It was, we'll back up. So there's a 60-minute meeting that the NFL has all the time. So I meet one hour before the game, and it's mandated. The NFL has this, and I think it's a great thing because a lot of the things that the NFL does, I think that trickles down to really best practices how to cover really any event. I mean, at, at the highest level, the NFL has – I mean, we have everything. I, I told Soria one day, I think it's more nerve-wracking to cover a high school football game than an NFL game. Because you're by yourself. I, I mean, I have an entourage of experts in everything. I have – so, you know, when I, the thing about practicing medicine at that level, it's at 100 miles an hour with no barriers. I have – so the Saints is super supportive. I mean, they are – I mean, I can't say enough about just the organization from top to bottom. They got me – I have a, a portable x-ray unit on the sideline. I, I will know instantaneously <laughs> – if I'm walking off the field – I already have my unit in the tent. Not only that, I've gotten really darn good with ultrasound. I have a state-of-the-art ultrasound machine with me. So, like, the two major things to diagnose really anything, I have right there. In the, I can just, on my microphone, have my team have it all set up. I, I can go in there. There's no even a question. I have <clears throat> another orthopedist with me. We have spine, foot, and it. You have everything. So, it, 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 it's, a, it's kind of amazing of of what is really there. So that 60-minute meeting to answer Scott's question, we I go through this. So the home team is in charge of running it. And so we run through everything. I mean, absolutely everything. Introduce everybody, who is everybody, 
who's the airway management physician if something goes wrong, who's running a code, where the spine boards are, where the ambulance is stationed, where the EMS is stationed. It, it, it's the same thing every single week. So just so I'm clear, just so I'm clear, the 60-minute meeting is both medical staffs of the game that day? Yes. Wow. Wow. That's, that's fascinating. Wow. Yeah, yeah but, but so hold on, Kareem. So one of the things that I think people need to realize is that this, this is a really big undertaking because when you think about basketball, you know, whenever we covered basketball for the Mavericks, we cover both home and away. So you're telling me, Kareem, that whenever you go away, there's no reason to even talk to the other team because you're not covering both everybody's got their own cover is that right oh yeah 100 percent. You're, you're not but no but yes and no so when we have that meeting we we'd still travel with an internal medicine physician but we may not have our er doctor like you dr ballard you may not be there the home team because it's their you know their hospital privileges they know the lay of the land they will have their airway physicians to who's going to run the code. So we have all that set up. So I go through that checklist and know who's who. If, you know, think of the Christian Erickson situation, something like that. If that ever happened in the NFL, you know, we're, we're ready for that. Hell, I practiced that on Friday. We had our, our emergency management um, uh, run through where we were at the Superdome practicing every situation that can happen, and we do it twice a year. And so we go through it of just, you know, reiterating, you know, what we do if this happens, what we do if this happens, what we do if this happens. And so we run through that. So that visiting team, if I'm the visiting team, I may, whoever I'm playing, let's say I'm playing the Cowboys. So I'm, I'm but we're in Dallas, we're, we're there and, and I'm talking with the docs and they may say, hey, this is our emergency medicine physician, our airway physician. Would you like them to run the code in case of a situation? Yes. And then they have an entire team. So it's, um, yeah, it's just kind of, again, communication, making sure everyone's on the same page. So, you know, these players and, and not just the players. I mean, if you really think about it, coaches, someone on the sideline, yeah. I mean, they yeah. may have a higher likelihood of a cardiac arrest than, than potentially just the player on the field. So, you know, yeah. So I'm sure I know the answer to this, but as part of your drills, do you do a cervical spine injury drill with your training staff and such? Yeah, so, so yesterday – Two scenarios were head-on collision. Two players, both are prone. One is a a alert, conscious, suspected C-spine. The other is a unconscious, prone, suspected C-spine injury who then decompensates. So we have to run through both scenarios. How do you divvy up? How do you spine board? Who gets a code? How do you manage that on the field? what resources go to which player and how do you quickly kind of assess, identify and move on. So yeah, it's uh yeah, we, I mean, we run through all that stuff. <laughs> this is inside sports medicine. That voice you hear is Kareem Mayer. The well was a regular on the show and my, my hope is he's still a regular on the show, but uh, now the head physician for the saints and he's, he's this, we're having a discussion amongst ourselves. I, I, this is fascinating to me. I don't know if it's fascinating to the listeners, but I suspect it is. If you're a football fan, you need to know what happens behind the curtain and all the preparation that goes into it. This is absolutely, this is phenomenal stuff that very, very well organized. All right, quick little break, then coming right back. This is Inside Sports Medicine, T.O. Soriel, Brad Ballard, Scott Blumenthal, coming back.
Still living with neck or back pain that just won't go away? You can get the relief you need at the Center for Disc Replacement. Led by their internationally recognized physicians at the Center for Disc Replacement, Dr. Blumenthal, Dr. Geyer, and Dr. Ziegler have helped thousands of people from all over the world with this motion-preserving procedure. Do it today. Don't have pain by going online to the Center for Disc Replacement at Texas Health Center for Diagnostics and Surgery at thcds.com slash center for disc replacement. Still living with neck or back pain that just won't go away? You can get the relief you need at the Center for Disc Replacement. Led by their internationally recognized physicians at the Center for Disc Replacement, Dr. Blumenthal, Dr. Geyer, and Dr. Ziegler have helped thousands of people from all over the world with this motion-preserving procedure. Do it today. Don't have pain by going online to the Center for Disc Replacement at Texas Health Center for Diagnostics and Surgery at thcds.com slash center for disc replacement. Born in the snow-capped mountains of Utah, High West Whiskey is the authentic, pioneering spirit of the American West. Each bottle of High West award-winning whiskey is thoughtfully sourced, distinctly blended, and proudly made for whiskey lovers like me who are willing to go beyond the beaten path. Bring home a bottle of High West Whiskey today. The West is yours. Sip responsibly. Whiskey 40 to 50% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2022. High West Distillery, Park City, Utah. This is the sound of freedom. This is Texas, where values are shaped by heavy lifting. This is America. This is classic Chevrolet. Like Texas, Classic leads the way. The largest selection of Silverados at the number one Chevrolet dealership in the nation. Find new road. Welcome back. Ooh, we're on. Hello. Welcome back to Inside Sports Medicine. T.O. Surreal here. That must have been a new rejoin because I don't remember hearing that before. Good. We're going to play that all the time. I really like that. ACDC for those of you just waking up. Uh, they are going low today at the British Open. The early morning rounds. There's guys seven and six under. Well, maybe we can mix with the golf gods. We haven't mixed with the golf gods in a long time, if they want to. Uh, what happened to Mayer? Can you get Mayer back on? Oh, well. Maybe he'll call back on. So, um, all right. So, um, Mayer was telling us about his uh, experience after the first year as team physician for the NFL. And uh, I've always known from my NFL buddies I've always known from my NFL buddies how difficult it is to take care of a 55-man roster, 53-man roster, plus the taxi squad, et cetera, et cetera. But now to hear it from Kareem directly, it, it is, it's fascinating the number of people involved, the organization involved. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a story. Kareem, are you with me? Yeah, I'm back. All right. I'm going to share a story with you and and uh, our listeners, kind of to put it in a little bit of perspective. So I first set foot in an NBA locker room in 1988. And back then, we did not have x-ray in the arena. 
So it was old Reunion Arena, which has been demolished. It's not there anymore. And when a player jammed his finger, one of the assistant trainers would load him up in a car and go down to Baylor Medical Center, ER, check in, get an x-ray, and come back. Mind you, if that happened in the first quarter, you're not going to see the guy again. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) We're done. That's terrible. At that point, something's got to be dangling off or bleeding real bad in order to go to the ER. And that's exactly the, and that's what happened. So it was it was I'm not going to say it was bad medicine, but it was medicine at the time given the the availability. So unless the finger was pointing left, you taped it and you played and then maybe you x-rayed it after. But but that was the perspective in 88. It wasn't maybe for another 5 6 10 years that <laughs> this is more story than you want. Um, I started practicing at the old medical arts hospital, and which is not there anymore. It's where Clements is now at UT Southwestern. And every day walking in, there was a portable x-ray machine that was right there off of the doctor's entrance. And I finally went to the administrator at the hospital and I said, hey, <laughs> would you mind if we take that down to Reunion Arena and use it during the season? And he said, sure. I said, would you mind if you had an x-ray tech come with me? Because we had to develop the pictures and all that. And it took five or six years before we got a portable machine outside the locker room so that we can avoid sending the players down to Baylor Medical Center at midnight to get an x-ray of a finger. And mind you, if you were the visiting team and you had a player that needed to be seen afterwards or get an just something as simple as an x-ray. They missed their flight home. They missed their flight home. Yeah, they flew uh, commercial in those they days. They flew commercial. I'll never forget having to pack up 25 different bags and load up on Southwest Airlines. Yeah. And and sometimes you couldn't leave that night because they were done, the flights were over. You have to wait till the next morning to get to your next city and then play that night. We've come a long way, but that's a perspective. You know, you're talking about having an x-ray machine and an ultrasound in the tent on the sideline. It wasn't that long ago before they had to pack up and go somewhere. <laughs> I was. <laughs> so the, the, the same. 100 miles an hour. The same head orthopedic surgeon that Tar's talking about with the mouse back in the 80s took me. He was the Cowboys team physician as well. Took me to Cowboys practice facility and whatever as a resident and this is what struck out struck struck stuck with me is when he thought that the players were having complaints but not really hurt he would give them a medicine called obacap that's placebo spelled backwards yeah he was giving nfl players placebos and say oh you need to take obacap a that was back in the olden days right that was when we were residents back in the olden days (laughs) right and that can't fly now yeah you think yeah in the era of transparency yeah no 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 but 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 we've come i'm i'm fascinated listening to your story of what happens behind the, the scenes in preparation not not just to mention you know, what happens that we see on the TV on Sunday, but the preparation that goes into this on, 
in in advance during the 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 preseason. So do you have the same? Let's let's just for example not use the Saints, but let's just say a team that travels. Uh, I don't know where the Packers have their training camp, but let's just say it's I don't know. Let's just say it's ninety miles away from Green Bay. Do they take all their stuff with them? Oh, I mean everything. I mean you, we we travel. Well, look, we remember we we left to Dallas for uh, thirty days. You take everything. I mean you have and you have and then you have to run through all those situations I brought up at the place that you're at and then have to go through. So when I was in Dallas, I had to establish, you know, where am I going to get all my players, my MRIs? Where are we going to go to the hospital if something happens over here? Who are my local connections? I established, because we were, you know, we were out kind of Las Colinas area. So I had to reestablish like almost a local medical community there to do all the same things that I had, you know, in New Orleans. So, yeah, I mean, you, you have to do that. But 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 if you're but I'm talking about equipment like you take you take a portable X-ray machine with you you take an ultrasound with you and all that stuff. Oh yeah yeah every every but it, but it's so small you're talking like a suitcase. Yeah. You know everything oh everything comes every every everything comes. I mean my my office um, at the Saints facility is a is is has everything there. There's there's nothing that I, other than the MRI unit maybe. And, and and a bigger X-ray unit. I have everything that I need to do at the facility. And these are standards yeah. that are throughout the league. So all thirty-two teams have the same I, I, locker room setup. I don't think so. Oh no, I don't think so. I, I think probably every is is whatever culturally they want to set it up. How that's there. You got to remember, there's no. I mean, some things are mandated by the league in terms of personnel and protocols. But I think that's where the element of who your team is, who, who is your head position, who, who is your team running there, what is the culture, what are the things you want to do for your players. I think that's where the, the art comes in, not necessarily the science of what's mandated by the NFL. Didn't you tell me that the league even mandates what the team physicians wear on the sidelines so that the announcers can figure out who the team physicians when they come out to see a player? No, it's funny you said that because I, look, I just left this NFL meeting. I don't, I don't think they mandate what you need to wear. I think they ask you what you should not wear. So I think appropriate professional clothing, you know, they'll ask for. They don't want big logos and marketing things because the NFL has so many. It's so it's such a visible product. <clears throat> no, but but so could you wear like what the coaches wear, like the the team sweatshirt for the day or whatever? You know, you know, I, I could because there's other uh, NFL team positions who just wear their their lead colors. But the way I approach it is that I dress the same way to clinic is the same way I dress when I go take care of the Saints. When I see a patient, it's no different if I'm seeing them on the field in front of 50 million people or I'm seeing them in my clinic in front of nobody. I mean, I dress the same. It's it. I don't. I just don't change it. Okay. By the way, if you're watching the Saints and you happen to look on the sideline, if you're wondering what Kareem looks like, he's the one wearing the sharp suit on the side. You guys remember whenever <laughs> y'all took the picture, and I'm like, hold up, is that Kareem? So, no, you've actually stepped the game up. I've seen the wardrobe on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, you definitely you definitely have some, some game sport coats. What? Yeah, you got some swag got on the sideline, brother. Wait, like, wait, you, wait, you wait, just, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to throw a flag on all you guys. In the rain and the mud and the sweat, you're wearing a two thousand dollar suit. <laughs> Look, it just depends. So we play. No, come on. 
So it depends where you're at. So, okay, so we played in Seattle. I mean, it was pouring rain and cold. Look, my locker there has every single article of clothes if I want to wear it for every type of element. But, look, most of the NFL were in the fall. Yeah, I mean, I, I wear what I wear. A lot of st- – we look, we play indoor in New Orleans. I don't need to worry about that. But some of the other places, yeah, if it gets hot, all right, I'll use my discretion. You know, I'm not going to sit out there in 100-degree weather in a suit. But, look, in 90 degree, I've done it. I mean, it's just it, – look, it's part of the job, you know. I, pol- I apologize I for the echo, but the scene that comes to mind in, in my little brain is when – RG3 went down in Washington in the rain and the mud, and Dr. Andrews had to kneel on the ground in the muck to evaluate his knee and determine whether he's coming back or not. I I talked to Jimmy about this afterwards. He said that was the most miserable, difficult exam he's ever had to do. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Look, it's just it's we have a profession and I try and maintain that as a profession that we are there. We are we are different and and you know, we as a physician, you know, I just kind of you know, Andrews, look, Andrews told me, Oh, we see a patient with a coat and tie on and yeah. I don't care if that patient is our, you know, NFL player or whoever it is in clinic. I I just I don't know. I just do it the same and I ain't changing. All right, another little break. Man, this one came by fast. Uh, quick little break. Inside Sports Medicine, Soriel Mayer, Blumenthal, Ballard, back. The Tick. You're listening to Dr. Soriel and the gang on Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Tick. 35 minutes. I was here, I'm here to San Antonio, and it, it was literally... <laughs> Oh, did any of that make it on the air? Because I don't know. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> Some of the stuff we talk about during the break is priceless. It is priceless. So I'm going to, I'm going to share it with the rest of you guys. Cause it was, I thought it was funny stuff. So Dr. Mayer was on the phone. He was telling us that he wears a coat and tie on the sideline. And that's just kind of the way he was taught. And, and the, the is he still on Kareem? You still there? I'm here. Oh, okay. is you, is right. are you, is your clothes now that you're up in the big leagues bespoke? Uh, Scott, we're not there yet. About that. So so <laughs> during the break, so so <laughs> during the break, um, we were talking about you know how we used to dress up to you know to see patients and wear a coat and tie and on the sideline and all that. And I will tell you, I wore a suit for every Maverick game for my entire 22 years. Um, but we we started talking about what patients wear when they come to the doctor, and and it, that trend has changed significantly. When you go see your doctor again, back in the old days, you used to wear your Sunday best or at least something appropriate. Now they come in right from the gym, mind you. I'm in a sports world, so it's it's different. But have have you noticed, Kareem, the casual? attire or maybe slash inappropriate that people wear to come see the doc? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I need to pay attention a little bit more. I, I don't think it, maybe it's been such a slow creep of a trend that I haven't, you know, I don't have the perspective that you do of what it used to be like, <laughs> I guess. So I don't know. Maybe I'll have to pay attention more. Well, okay. So when you go see the doc, you're not going to be wearing flip flops and cut off shorts and a tank top, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess not. All right. Well, that's what I'm talking about. 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, look, look, the the perspective you gave us is is phenomenal, and and we're we're always happy that you're on the show, and you've pretty much occupied almost the entirety entirety of the hour. Um, are yeah. there are there now we're going to talk medical. Now we're going to talk medical. Are there breakthroughs that you are learning in the NFL that you did not know about in private world? Well, look, I, I think the breakthrough is that there's um, there's no limitations and there's no barriers to how quick and efficient I can provide care. So that that is something that is 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 kind of the most enjoyable part of it. I get to practice what I believe is the best medicine, unimpeded by insurance companies, unimpeded by anybody else's uh, limitation to me. That I can everything is at my disposal as quick as you can even possibly imagine. I, to just little perspectives, I've had. So you're telling about the guy with the X-ray that you got it with a finger, you know, in the old maps days to send him to the ER. I have had multiple players who in a game have been maybe, you know, injured or whatever. I've had their X-ray, their MRI, already spoke to their um, the radiologist, already communicated with everybody before the game ended. I can get that done that fast, that quickly, and already have a game plan before the game has ended for next week for planning for player personnel, all the stuff. So it's, uh, it's just so efficient, so fast. Um, and anything I need equipment, you name it, uh, procedures I want, anything I want to do, I can do. There's just, there's no preauthorization. <laughs> there's no, <laughs> I don't have to talk to anybody. It just gets done. That and that is you, you raised the point that is extraordinarily valuable to our listeners, I believe, because you get a perspective. And this is the thing that I experienced most when I was with the Mavs is the urgency of the situation. It's not an emergency. It's it's not. If it was an emergency, we'd go to the emergency room and all those are treated the same. But there's an urgency when you're at that pro level. The story you just gave about the x-ray MRI before the end of the game, that is the difference between the gold standard of top-level pro sports and everybody else. It, it, you, you no longer have to do a peer-to-peer with an acute knee injury that, that says, oh, have you tried six weeks of rehab first? Uh, n- no, I haven't. Little Johnny just tore his ACL last night. Okay, that all goes out the window, and people need to understand that we probably ought to treat everybody that way. We need to treat little Johnny the same way we treat Tom Brady. You know, the equipment is there, the technology is there, the radiologist is on call. Why do we have to wait six weeks to treat little Johnny? You know the answer. Hold up, hold up. Because in the NFL, or the pro guys, it's a... We're treating entertainers. It's it's entertainment, and so these these organizations are looking at my star for the entertainment that can bring in money. You know, it always comes back to money. That the star that is my lead entertainer needs to get back in order for us to have a good show. So, 
So it's urgent to get the, 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 the lead entertainers back. I get that. I absolutely get that. But but does that not trouble you in one form or fashion? There's two I mean there's two obvious reasons. I mean number one is money. And number two is these rules that we argue with peer to peers on are not made by us. No, they're they're made for the C students, the ones that the ones that are trying to game the system, and they have a. Well, I don't want to go there, but yeah. at any rate, but the, the point of the matter is, is is there have been abuses in in medicine that you know the the worst of us bring the best of us down, and we're all kind of judged uh, on a median level, not on a top level. Mark Cuban told me on the first day. Said money's no object. You take care of my players, and that's that's what you're describing, Kareem. Money's no object. You take care of my players, and, and well, it, 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 nowadays it's less about it's not getting the player back. It, it's it's more I'm doing the right thing for the player, whether the player comes back a week, two weeks, or is out the year. Oh, I agree. It's information. Yeah. It's it, it's information for what do we have to do because we have a game next week. You know, personnel, who's got to come in, game plan, all these things that the whole team needs to know. So that's really more the speed of it, that, that you, it's got to go because you play next Sunday. So you, this is my role into the team that i got to do my job so coach can do their job and, every, and the GM can do their job and everybody else can do their work. i got to do my – got to give them the information and then let them, you know, be able to take that and, and move on. Yeah, and just yeah, to just to just to hammer home the point that Kareem's talking about, the sooner we can make a diagnosis, an accurate diagnosis, the sooner we can start the treatment plan. And the same goes for little Johnny. The sooner I can make the diagnosis, an accurate diagnosis, the sooner that I can start initiate a treatment plan. And that, to me, that was the difference between the pros and everybody else. Uh, it's not at all unusual to have the diagnosis before the end of the game. Uh, whereas with everybody else, sometimes you got to wait. I'll tell you a trend that I've noticed, and I and I don't know. I don't know if other people are noticing this as well. Uh, if, if there's pushback on an MRI, for example, we're trying to get an MRI in little Johnny's knee that he hurt last night, and the insurance company has 72 hours to authorize or not authorize, and then they say, have you tried six weeks of rehab? I, I'm seeing a lot of people say, I'm just going to go ahead and pay for the MRI. Me too. I, I've I, seen I'm that much gonna... much more commonly. I think we've got a different uh, demographic Perhaps. Than, yeah. than most, but certainly that's an option. And I think people think that an MRI is $12,000. It's really not, and, and, it, and it's come down in price. So anyway, anyway, I, I don't want to get into that. Uh, Kareem, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, so much appreciated. Next time you're on, we'll talk just medicine. <laughs> you got it. All right. Have a great day. All right, guys. Take care. All right. All the best. See you guys. All right. Uh, great show. So, well, we're not. Uh, do the golf gods want to mix or not? All right. So they're not available for that. So, uh, Brad, you there? Yep. That was enlightening. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But, huh. I mean, we, we talked about this off the air, but, I mean, like he said, it's organized chaos, and there's so many people um, 
But they've kind of got to do that. The NFL has got to do that with the history of concussions in the past, and um, they got to show good faith. They got to make sure that the it it is a well run production, so that um, you know if an injury happens or God forbid somebody goes you know goes down and it's an emergency, whether it's a player or you know somebody who's a who's a staff member on the sidelines. It's got to be well taken care of so fingers don't start getting pointed at folks, particularly back at the NFL. Yep. So it just makes sense that it's got to be that high level. Well, um, we do that in our everyday practice as well. Even though there's nobody watching, we do that as well. All right. Uh, episode 852 is in the books. On behalf of all of us here on Inside Sports Medicine, don't forget you can see Scott Blumenthal at the Center for Desc- Disc Replacement. You can come see Brad or I uh, at uh, Texas Sports Medicine. On behalf of all of us here on Inside Sports Medicine and the ticket, until next week. Tell your friends.